you switched your homeroom, but I think it's cause of me. Betty, one time I was riding on my skateboard when I passed your house. It's like I couldn't breathe. You heard the rumors from Ines. You can't believe a word she says most times, but this time it was true. Showed up at your party. Would you have me? Would you want me? Would you tell me to go fuck myself or lead me to the garden? In the garden, would you trust me if I told you it was just a summer thing? I'm only 17. I don't know anything, but I know I miss you. Hello and welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Your other host, Lisa, is busy trying to uh, get vaccinated for polio and monkeypox. But to make up for the fact that we're down a host, I made sure to get a great guest welcome back to the show so soon already lauren kelly hello thank you for having me thank you for being here uh yet again i am phoning it in uh i'm gonna do a quick run and gun style episode with not much editing hey if you want to skip this episode i say go for it but i think they would be wrong lauren give us an update how are you What's going on? All the things. Okay. Uh, I got a new job, finally. So um, I'm not working long hours in the warehouse anymore. Um, I've got a nice office job, and uh, it's fine. <laughs> They're very nice there. So uh, I'm really glad about that. A better schedule for uh, me and uh, the boys and you. <laughs> I am not one of the boys. That's good to hear. I mean, I already knew these things, but I'm sure people will be happy to hear. I knew. Um, uh, do we, how do we do this show? Oh, yeah. Shout outs. Do you have any? Oh, I usually write it down. I forgot to write it down. But shout out to Trice, uh, who, who sent me some beautiful mail. Uh, some lovely mushroom stickers, and uh, once I stick them, I will uh, probably take a picture and post it places, so you'll see. But they're very, very beautiful. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Uh, shout out to Leanne. How's it going? Um, let's see. Oh, Whitney, Von Carmen's Olive, and Baby Sully, who all have birthdays coming up. Hello and happy birthday. Uh, Tamara Holler, Lisa, my buddy Jen, uh, Megan, and Jess. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other people I want to say hi to, too. So, hi, everybody. Uh, I, I, I like you all. I will give a shout-out, yes, to all the upcoming birthdays. Whitney, uh, Von Carmen's Olive, Baby Olive. Also, my friend anniversary with Maggie Poo is coming up. In, I think, 19 days, not that I'm counting, so happy early friendiversary. I think I think we said it was like, I can't remember if it was five years or eight years. I, I think it's seven. Oh, must be seven. Anyway, uh, shout out to her. Uh, will we hear from her later? Probably not. Anyway, that's my shout outs. Um, do we have any BFF phone calls is what Lisa would be asking me right now. And I would say... Yes, we do. Hi, BFF world. This is Demian. Hey, I just wanted to say hello and see how you guys are doing out there. I hope well. Uh, I want to say sorry. My last recording or whatever got botched. I don't know what happened. So I thought I'd just call the number this time. And uh, that way it won't get messed up. 
Um, I just want to say, ladies, great job on the show last week. Very entertaining. But I do have one thing to say. In the full interest of disclosure, my mom has always called me a shit disturber. So in that vein, I just want to say, blood, goodbye and have a great week. Wow. Um, that's really like an act of war on this podcast. Um... Uh, I just want to say hi, Demian, and I, I forgot to say hi to all the lovely ladies from the last episode, uh, Joanna, Dr. Ange, Dr. Jen, and Lisa. I mean, I said hi to them, but it was a great episode. Yeah. Um, thanks for being on the show. Um, honorary Dr. Lisa. <laughs> gave, I think she gave me the option to be on, and I was like, I'm taking the week off, man. Let these broads do the heavy lifting for once. Am I right? Um, if you guys would like to leave a message or text us or what have you, the number, as always, 818-BFF0732. On that note, let's get to this Monday show. Allison had Phil Rosenthal and David Wilde from the new podcast, Naked Lunch. Uh, but first, Tony was back, and Allison cannot go more than two seconds without mentioning COVID. She mentioned that she's more nervous after having COVID. What did you think about this? Um, that made me a little bit bummed out because she's already so cautious. And I feel bad that like she gets out like one time it happens. And now it's like, it's like a wild animal or something like you you want to you want to see them they come out of like that turtle we saw today we just wanted to look at this turtle he's out on the log for a second we go and look i say look there he is plop back in the water you know like people going back into their house um i understand yeah of course it's like real and a real threat and risk and everything but yeah i wish i wish that she would feel comfortable to get out a little bit yeah, I was thinking about this uh, as actually when we were doing our little nature walk today. Um, she, it's kind of like a person, like like she mentioned that that one time that they were at that gas station and that crazy person attacked them with a knife or whatever, like robbed them at knife point or something. And like I can see how something like that would traumatize you, but at the same time, I kind of feel like. I was also thinking, like, well, you've had it. Like, you know, it's not the end of the world. It seems like everyone has had it, except for me and Lisa and you, I think. Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, just get on with your life. But then when I thought that, I was thinking, that's what, like, all the right-wingers were yeah, saying yeah. two years ago. They're like, oh, it's not a big deal. You're going to get sick. Get over it. You'll be fine. And then I was like, well, fuck. Hey. If she doesn't feel comfortable going out and doing stuff, that's that's her choice. Uh, but I wish we could stop hearing about it. Yes. Um, Tony, back from his tour, um, it seems like... Oh, he said, he's like, oh, I didn't get COVID. And I was just around thousands of people. <laughs> uh, last time they fucking had to postpone this tour because the whole fucking band got COVID. So I was like... That's not the point to be making, sir. Yeah. Anyway, we had the great Phil Rosenthal and the equally great David Wilde from Naked Lunch. And uh, they mentioned the word verklempt, which Lisa loves saying. And uh, David Wilde asks, is it German or Yiddish? And uh, I think uh, Phil said that it's a little bit of both. I, I don't think we got the answer to that, but... Seeing as how it's Lisa's favorite word, I'm guessing it's a little more German. Okay. <laughs> um, they met when he reviewed, David reviewed all the fall shows. Um, and he said that all the fall shows sucked except for Raymond is the best show ever or something like that. And I was like, what the hell is David Wilde smoking? Okay. I, I really want to talk about this because they also mentioned that Phil's daughter was like sitting on the couch all day watching Friends and he's like you've seen this one 10 times and she said Friends is the best sitcom ever and he was like well go watch it at Marta Kaufman's house or whatever <laughs> and so I was talking to you about how 
I have seen very, very little of Raymond, but what I have seen, it is a terrible sitcom, and I've seen a lot of sitcoms, so you tell me your opinion, and more importantly, your dad's. So my dad loves this show. Uh, he especially loves Deborah. Um, he, he'll watch, I mean, he's seen all the episodes, of course, and so have I, because we like watched it in my house when I was a kid, or when I was younger anyway. I don't know how old I was when that show was out. Um, and and then we watched it like on reruns, like it would just always be on. Uh, and like my dad will be like laying on the couch watching the same episode of Raymond that he's seen a million times and he's LOLing and I mean like really hard and I don't know, it just, it gets him every time. So, uh, I don't know. I, and I've, I've laughed at it. I don't know. I liked it for what it was, I guess when I was watching it, I don't remember like a ton, but, uh. Yeah, it was very, very popular in my house. So I just looked it up, and it turns out that it aired from September 13, 96 to May 16 of 05. Um, I can't believe it ran that long, <laughs> because from the little bit I've seen, like, nothing happens on this show. Like, where's the humor? And I love Phil Rosenthal. I think he's funny, not in, like, a hilarious way but he's like like your funny uncle that you yeah. like spending time with but i don't know it's it's just not the show for me but i was thinking about the hierarchy of to me seinfeld friends and raymond and how friends makes uh raymond like look like godfather three and friends would be godfather two but obviously <laughs> seinfeld is like godfather one uh, but that's not a very apt analogy because um, some people think two is better than one. True. Well, some people think Friends is better than Seinfeld. And those people are what we call dope heads. Anyway. B team. Oh, yeah, the B team. <laughs> yeah, them too. Um, so they mentioned that they kind of pitched this podcast. Uh, like they would always have dinner together and lunch together and... Uh, they kind of were like, oh, we should record this because they would all bring their famous friends, which I don't know about you, but when I would hang out with my friends and they would bring some other friend that I don't know, I was never comfortable. And I think that's because I'm such not a people person. But how do you feel? Yeah, sometimes when there's like another person there, like so there's someone there that you're super comfortable with and then there's this other person, it's almost like you're or for me, like, I feel like I'm, I'm on like a, an audition or something. Like I, I'm, I'm going to try and get that person to like me. I got to try and figure out, you know, what, what I can talk about with that person. And it's just, instead of being like more chill, it's more like there's going to be like a lot of question asking and a lot of maybe leaning on the person that you're both friends with. So yeah, it goes from like a chill hangout to a little bit more of a getting to know you I don't know it, it can be fun too but it can be like oh man I just wanted to chill yeah it's uh and then if uh, you know god forbid the person goes into the bathroom and then you're oh. the, your mutual friend and then you're just sitting there like uh have you heard him gargle <laughs> he tries to gargle really quietly and it's super awkward um also, I thought it was interesting they mentioned that they met with like some head honcho at a podcast network and they made a joke about Trump and he was like, really? I, I like what he's trying to do. But I love that they both were like, they looked at each other and they're like, oh yeah, we don't want to get in business with these people. Because I think a lot of people would be like, well, they're going to pay us, so let's do it anyway. Yeah, they're very, um, what's the word? Ethical? They're very... What's the word? I don't know. I like the way that they are. That they're they're not sellouts. Like they're you know they're they're doing the right thing. They want to work with the right people. Yes. And um, hmm. Oh yeah. They mentioned on the show that Elaine May. They mentioned her name several times. Oh boy. <laughs> David Wilde was. Um, giving uh, like a, a synopsis of why his parents broke up and then his brother listened to it and was like, yeah, that was like really well put. And 
Uh, he thought it might have offended his family or something. And I was thinking about that. If someone asked me why my parents broke up, I'd be like, fucking none of your business. Yeah, none of it. Like, I don't know, like almost like that's not even my business. That's their business. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't talk to me. Talk to him. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> And David Wilde asked Allison a question that I thought was really great. Oh, no, it might have been uh, Phil. He said, like, you know, you you know you have, like, some good episodes. And he asked her, like, what are the ones that you say are, like, your best ones? Uh, and she mentioned Jack Burdett, um, Richard Pryor's wife. And um, I think she said, like, another one. But it got me thinking about what I think of as her best. Uh, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Oh, gosh. I didn't know you were going to ask me this. Hmm. While you think, I'll say uh, something I thought of. Megan, superfan Megan, maybe this is the Wisconsin pride in her, but when they had Dustin, uh, what the hell is his last name? Dustin from Ear, or not Earwolf, from, what was the podcast network that had my favorite murder to begin with? Um, anyway, that guy, Dustin was on her show and Megan said that she thinks that was her best episode ever. I think she was just feeling the, uh, cheese head pride. Um, but I'm trying to think, I, I can't, I, I more focus on the Thursday shows and like the Bumbershoot one is obviously one of the better ones or the weed story one that she just replayed. Um, have you thought of any that stick out to you? No, I haven't. Well, I liked, um, I feel like I liked her episode with Nick Weiger and um, John Gabrus recently, like the, as for Monday guests. I like, I like it when she laughs a lot and when, oh, I can't remember who it was that she was making someone, oh, it was when Paula Tompkins was on the Thursday show and she was like talking about arranging like or tidying up her desk and she was like, well, first I do, okay, well, first I take an allergy pill. And he just laughed so hard. Like, I love when people are just discovering, like, how Allison is and it cracks them up so much, like, things that, like, I'm used to, but, like, to them it's new. So I enjoy new people kind of learning Allison. Um, and also, I don't know, I just like when she's having fun with people. Maybe I like the less... I probably like the episodes that are technically like less good, like not the great interview ones. Although I did really love the, is her name Jennifer Pryor? I forget her name, uh, but that was a really great episode. Um, I don't know there are a, a lot of them are great. I wish I I wish you had asked me earlier. I would have like picked a really good one. Oh, that's fine. I like uh, off the cuff answers. All right. <laughs> another another. Um Another thing about the Mondays is that I don't, I think the one she likes the most is like when it's like a therapy session and like they divulge something that, you know, they didn't plan on talking about. Like she loves that shit. I don't really care. I want them to be having fun. I want to laugh. Like I'm not just sitting here watching, you know, uh, the Charlie Rose show, you know, I want to fucking laugh on my drive to work. So the ones I like is... Like, the only thing I can think of right now is um, the fruit guy, Dave Damashek. Back in the day when she was still on Corolla's network and Dave Damashek would come in and he'd be talking, let me tell you about these pears. And then she would, he's like, it's pear season or whatever the fuck he'd be saying about fruit. And then those were always fun because Dave Damashek made it fun. So I prefer that kind of Monday show to like the Frost Nixon. Just, wow, look at this interview. I don't give a fuck about that. Um, another thing that I noticed that was interesting is that they feed their guests on this naked lunch. They're actually having lunch. But then I got to thinking, I was like, this is not new. My One of my favorite podcasts, which no longer exists, It's The Real, sorry, A Waste of Time with It's The Real, they would cook for all the rappers that came over to their apartment and, like, they cooked Chilean sea bass for this rapper named Gunplay. I think for the Migos, they, like, cooked or they ordered chicken wings. And, like, they would cook themselves. Like, not just order it, except for with the Migos because they have weird 
shit about food because they're weird, I guess. Um, so I hated it. Like they'd be like, yeah, well, and I can't imagine I will ever listen to this show because I don't want to hear guests chomp a lompin. I think I will listen or can listen. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that that's going to bother me, but I also, we also love to watch hot ones. Everybody's been there too. Well, shit, you got me there, <laughs> but I feel like that's kind of different. I see um, they, you know, they edit it so well. Like we're not just hearing them like, um, if, uh, you were to ever be on a podcast one day, which when will that happen? Um, what would you hope that the meal would be? Oh gosh. Well, you know what? I hope it's not my favorite food burritos. Cause that's pretty messy. Um, I hope it's not ramen cause I don't want to be slurping. Although I also love ramen, uh, just nothing that I like, like a, what's a good, like silent food. We could have like some vegan ice cream or, huh. Like, what is something that you can chew soft? Something that you can eat neatly in front of people. Chewing me softly is what the episode's oh. going to be called. Uh, they mentioned that Kevin Bacon was on, and they gave him BLTs, and he wanted veggie bacon. I haven't really found a good veggie bacon that I like, um, but that's awesome. Good for him, because he has pet pigs or yeah, I guess he has pet pigs and he uh, can't eat them. It's the same with me and my dogs. I never eat dogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they started talking about somebody feed Phil. They mentioned the main episode and being so profound and moving. We watched uh, this episode together. Uh, were you moved? Yeah, I I I liked it a lot. I love. I love Phil's outlook and his personality and he's just such a ray of sunshine. Uh, he, he's so great. So that's a really good show to watch when you want to just feel good. Uh, but yeah, the main episode was super good. Recommended. Um, they brought up exporting Raymond, which is a movie I've thought about watching. Um, it's so funny to me that now, like, because of the Ukraine situation, people are, like, so anti-Russia now. And I was like, my whole, like, basically my whole life, I was like, why would anyone, like, want to go to Russia? Like, first of all, there's nothing there. We know they're bad. They've been bad. Why would anyone go? And so now seeing uh, things turn the way they did, I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, like they said, I can't, who's going to go there ever again? Um, but I do kind of want to see the movie. I don't care about Raymond again. Um, but he was talking about, uh, how Putin is so terrible and, and he said, well, you know, we, you know, we don't, uh, we don't like the government, the people are yeah. separate. But then I was like, are they though? I think they, yeah. I don't think anybody's too happy about what he's up to. Don't you think it's like here, though, where like 50% of the population is like, yeah, fuck them all. Let's take it over. And then the other half are like, yeah, Putin's a piece of shit. And I wish I didn't live here. Good point. So hate 50% of Russia, <laughs> not 100% of it. Um, they mentioned some of the other, some of the favorite meals. Someone wrote a question, I believe, and they asked what were some of the favorite meals that they had during Naked Lunch. Great question. They mentioned Ike's Sandwiches, which I have heard of, but I've never been to. Um, David Wilde mentioned an amazing meal they had with a secret billionaire that I would love to know his name and how he was just ordering shit from other restaurants and oh. ordering the most expensive wine. I've only heard of Petrus uh, in rap songs, so this guy must be uh, rolling in dough. Speaking of rolling in dough, they also mentioned Courage Bagels, which I have not had. And they mentioned Apollonia Pizza. Again, haven't had. They got some food from Larchmont Wine and Cheese. Never been. Finally, finally, they went somewhere. Uh, Phil mentioned that 
like upcoming that week, I think they were going to go to the Malibu kitchen, which is where every Sunday there's a cars and coffee and the, the Malibu country kitchen is where, uh, this guy, why can I not remember his name now? Doesn't matter. Jerry Seinfeld, Spike Ferriston go there all the time. There's like a Seinfeld script inside. There's like decorations and shit. Uh, all kinds of Seinfeld paraphernalia. And every Sunday you can go and see Jay Leno there, uh, Matt Farah, <laughs> Spike Ferriston. Um, I've, every time I have someone visiting me in California, I take them there, except for you, because I was like, she doesn't give a fuck about cars. But I took my sister, I took my friends uh, from Denver, and uh, unfortunately me and Lisa never got to go up there. But the food is like okay, um, I think the, why can't I, Bill, his name is Bill, the owner and his wife, like, I don't like their attitude. Um, they, I think their customer service is poor and maybe it's just to me, but, um, I don't know, but I have been there. I had the turkey, the, like the Thanksgiving dinner sandwich, uh, which was decent, I guess. Uh, they mentioned cow soy, which I can imagine Lisa would have loved that dish. How do you feel about, uh, I forget what kind of food it was, but they said it was like, was it Vietnamese? Um, they said it was like a, a broth and it was like spicy and sweet and <gasps> crunchy and this. That sounds so good. What is the best meal you've uh, had? Um, I had this really good burrito at Chipotle last week. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I love I love Thai food. I let's see. And I and I do love pho. Oh, you know what? I guess the best meal that I had recently was probably <laughs> feeding me the mic was probably when we went to that restaurant called High Pot and we got that ramen there cuz there were three different kinds of wild mushrooms in it. Um, yeah, that's the best thing I had lately and I also love the way um, Asian restaurants do tofu in general. So anytime I have something like that, I'm usually like, ah, oh, banging. How about you? Well, I was thinking about this and a uh, quick correction. Apparently, uh, khao soy is a dish served in Laos and Northern Thailand. I was going to say Thai. Yes. Um, I was trying to think of like what my best meals have been. And I know for a fact didn't I fun that was the best that was probably the best meal yes very good uh food there the best meal i've ever had was when me and lisa went to the one michelin star restaurant moza and my god i should go back when we're back for megan's wedding because god damn the food was so good um and i i've thought about this before because i like trying uh, different restaurants around here. And like when I, I was like looking for good tacos and I had to go to, I, I can't remember what town I had to go to. Was it in Allentown? Yeah. And I was just like, these are good tacos, but they ain't great. And then I started thinking about it and no offense to Bethlehem, but I don't think I've had a single great meal here. Um, Everything is just good, good enough, you know. Um, hopefully that changes soon. Got to keep, got to keep trying. Uh, Whitney C asked a great question. She said, "What is your phone background or lock screen?" I think this might have been a Whitney C's question that she sent in to us. Even uh, I wanted to mention this because um, I, I heard. I heard. I saw like on stupid Instagram or something where they're like, oh, your phone background is what brings you joy. And then like, I'm the kind of person who like keeps the stock iPhone background for like three <laughs> months when I get a new phone. Um, but mine is currently, oh, I think we did. We did talk about this on the show. It's Lewis Hamilton's uh, Formula One car from the 2020 season. Uh, what's What's your phone background and does it bring you joy? It does bring me joy. It's my kids. And I finally recently updated it because for the longest time, it was this one picture of them both sitting in a box holding Pokemon stuffies. And it was like, you know, at least five years old. And now 
like Noah looks like an adult in real life. And here's, I've got this picture where they're so little. Um, so yeah, I finally updated it. It actually looks like what they look like now. Uh, and I, yeah, I get, I get so happy every time I look at my phone. (laughs) Um, if, if this season was going like the 2020 season, then I would also be happy when I looked at my phone. Um, Dadancha, indeed. <laughs> uh, one last, just like Allison, I got to bring it back to COVID one last time. Uh-huh. Everyone on the episode has now, who was on the episode, has had had COVID at least once. Uh-huh. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And everyone, except for Allison, is just like, yeah, you know, we're, we're living. Yeah, I, I think like also like, you know, being... It's, it's totally different now, I think, that everybody's vaccinated and boosted and stuff than it was, obviously, like, before the vaccine was available. Like, it's like, you know, people aren't, aren't getting it, for the most part, so severely. So I think none of them had it, you know, got, like, super, super sick from it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the others, all the others seem to be out, out kind of living life and... and uh, you know, doing things despite having had it. Yes. Um, they did some JMOs, but we'll save those for the end. And they also did Hey, Go Fuck Yourself. Um, David Wilde said people that are tweeting it like the family members or bass player of Bruce Springsteen and saying, why are ticket prices, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, I thought that was kind of funny. I, I did see that that Bruce Springsteen thing was like in the news um, briefly. What I I don't really remember him talking about that, and I remember specifically hearing a long time ago, or like years ago anyway, that Bruce Springsteen, um, like I guess famously, like doesn't allow super high ticket prices because he's all about like the regular people. You know, is that not true? Uh, I don't recall hearing uh, what you said, but I think the thing in the news was that he's. He works with Ticketmaster and Ticketmaster is like the worst because like they charge you all these extra fees and whatnot. But every time this comes up, like a news article will come out and be like, well, the artist really doesn't have a choice. Like they kind of have to go with them. And that's what happens, you know, when you have like monopolies and shit. Uh, Not that they're a monopoly, but whatever. Anyway, uh, Phil had a hey, go fuck yourself for Putin. And Allison said, people stripping us of our rights. Do you have a hey, go fuck yourself? Uh, oh. <laughs> no, I think I'm just going to agree with theirs. They had really good ones. Keep it pause. Positive push. <laughs> you got it. Uh, moving on to Thursday. Tony, oh. I started watching the YouTube version to take notes. And at the very beginning, Tony, like, tries to play the theme song, and it doesn't come through for everyone. And he's just, he's like, what the fuck? What? I, I haven't changed anything. I, I've done this every time like this. Why? What the fuck is wrong? He said fuck three times in, like, under a minute. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Tony is a psycho agreed i was like wow red flags just because like he's usually so sweet and not like that and i i felt like the mask is off like maybe this is like the 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 real side dark side of not the real tony because i I do still think he's a he's a, a cool guy but after seeing that i'd be like I'm a little, uh, what is the word, like, leery? A little, like, oh, maybe, mm. Yeah. Definitely, it, it, like, scared me. Yeah, it was, it just, it was just a side of Tony that I've never seen, so I thought it was, like, wow, uh, calm down. (laughs) But maybe he is just, like, I don't know, like, he is just dying to be in the same room with people, and he's just, like, fucking Zoom fucks everything up. Or something else could have happened. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he was having a bad day otherwise, but I feel like I get it. Like, everybody knows that he hates Zoom, but also, like, Allison pretty much just had COVID, so, of course, she's going to be, like, super extra careful right now. So I feel like, like, we know you don't like Zoom, but you got to kind of keep it together because he is working, you know? And I feel like it might have made people uncomfortable. (laughs) 
Well, when you put it like that, I guess I should uh, cut him some slack because if people heard me at work, it's just me saying fucking cunt 25 times to a cardboard box. Um, so, Tony, you're okay in my book. We were her little hostess chocodiles, which it was sent in by some guy, and I'm sure it's been a carb before. They didn't talk about it at all. I was going to say, I wish they would have talked about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. The guests um, were, uh, what's his face? Oh, Carlo. <laughs> Carlo. <laughs> it was Robin Shore, and what the fuck was the Andrew guy? Hunt. Andrew Hunt. So Andrew wrote on an orange... Uh, subscribe to Allison Rosen on Patreon or something like that. And then Daniel mentioned, uh, he said that when he went to Japan in 1987, <laughs> that oranges were like wrapped in plastic and they were $8 a piece. And I thought that was so funny because it reminded me of the Seinfeld episode where they go meet with uh, the Japanese TV network, NBC. TV. You said TV. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, and they brought them like a bowl of oranges and they're like, why do they keep going on about these oranges? <laughs> ah, you forgot what it's like to not have oranges. <laughs> I thought that was very funny, but, uh, would you pay $8 for an orange? No. What if it was guaranteed to rock your socks? Sure. I paid $10 for a pink pineapple. It was good. It was. It looked weird. But it tastes just like a regular, it tastes like a very good pineapple. But 10 bucks? Eh, I don't know. El Paso. Eight bucks for an orange? Uh, go fuck your mother. <laughs> but if, you, if you've seen uh, Phil's show, I forget what it was called before Somebody Feed Phil. Please feed Phil? Oh, what's Phil having? And he went to Japan and he went to like this fancy department store where like they sell the $100 melon and like the. $120 grapes or whatever and like yeah, I get it I'm, I'm into it I would do it like for a splurge and they said like in, in the Japan episode they said that it was like like a special gift for a birthday or whatever or for something it's not just like your everyday fruit shopping yeah and this this is making me think like I would also say you know I wouldn't pay $12 for a small bag of dried apricots, but I did do that at the airport when I was starving. So like it depends, you know, in the circumstance you might, you might do that. You know who can afford $8 uh, oranges is Tony Thaxton because he doubled his in-person show ran uh, reward. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say ransom. Um, when do you think, they, there will be another in-person show. Well, I guess in that way, it's kind of good that Tony is vocal about wanting to do that because maybe it will push Allison to do that a little bit. And I, I think also like that, like, and I've read it and I've felt it, but I felt like I was probably alone in it, but that people are saying like because of the quarantine and because of being away from people so much, it makes them have even more like social anxiety about being around people. And like, I definitely feel that cause I'm like always a little bit awkward and, and anxious about being around people. Like once I get out, like I'm always glad that I went out, but I wonder if Allison's dealing with a little bit of that too. And when she mentioned like the play date and she's like, cause socializing is good for him. And, and then Tony was like, socializing is good for everyone. And so I wonder kind of if there's a little bit of that seeping into and just, you know, I don't know. So I, I think it's good that Tony's going to push it a little bit so that maybe it'll, you know, get Allison just thinking about it and mentally preparing for it more. And, and I hope that they'll do it. Uh, I don't, I don't know when though, probably... I don't know, because she just had COVID, so I don't know how long. Well, I mean, she's passed her quarantine thing. They're, they did a play date. I don't know. I hope it's soon. Yeah, and she mentioned that when the kids go to school, that like uh, maybe she'll feel better about it, I think is what she said. But she did mention that they went to a friend's house, and I'm assuming this was Izzy. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, I so I guess her husband wrote an episode of Westworld, which... I'm so fucking out of the loop. I didn't even know Westworld was on right now because 
when season one came out, it was like the hot show. And then like season two, it died down quite a bit, but I still heard every now and then. And then God knows what season they're on, three or four. Um, but she said that they went over to their immaculate little house and uh, watched the episode with them. And uh, they talked about how their house is so neat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, feel, I I wish that my house was neater. It's hard. Um, like when... Okay, well, it's harder with kids. My kids are a little bit older, so it's a little bit less hard now than it was before. But, like, papers, and especially during the school year, like, it's, it gets a mess with papers. And if when I put things away, I never see it again. So, like, I do, like, have, like, a bit of, like, an organized mess going on usually. Like, I have my pile here of bills that I need to pay paper to draw on you know maybe like an almost said an elephant an envelope that I'm doing a drawing on <laughs> uh and I think also like Lizzie Cooperman said she kind of is more creative when she has her stuff out and I'm the same way for sure like if I have like my art supplies around then I'll be you know drawing painting creating little little things when I put it all away, I'm not doing it because it takes time to get everything out and, and going. So I kind of struggle between like wanting things neat and clean, but also wanting to be able to get at my stuff and know where things are. And as far as like at work, like at, <laughs> at my old job, when I worked in an office, my desk was always like kind of a mess. I would have like all these different piles, like I'd clean it up at the end of every day. But I always had to have like what I was working on, like out in front of me, and it would be like, you know, my mess that I know, like, okay, I'm doing. I know exactly where everything is. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I do. I do though. Hate to see clutter, and it definitely is more relaxing. Like when I have a nice clean table to sit at or whatever, and I'll usually have like one clean area of the house too like if I come home from work and I realize like the place is pretty messy I'll like at least clean up the kitchen or at least clean up the bedroom or something so I have kind of like a, a little haven of of neatness um yeah I think I I try to be neat but then sometimes it just falls by the wayside and I'm just like Oh Jesus! This—it's a mess here. Um, and then, yeah, I try to clean up a bit. Like Daniel, I think I don't enjoy the visual clutter because he was like—I think they were talking about books. Um, I fortunately I don't know how to read, but yeah, there—it's just like stuff accumulates so easily, and getting rid of it is much harder. So that's why I was trying to be a quote unquote minimalist uh, when I lived alone in my little tiny apartment. Um, but I think what Robin said about like, oh, put your favorite books on the steps. I was like, what? I'm going to fall. Like, that's dangerous, right? I didn't think that. I was like, it's going to get all dusty and oh. like fucking a spider's gonna build a home there and then dogs gonna fall, the dogs are gonna fall down the stairs i thought that was a, a an absurd uh thing unless you have someone come clean your home or if you want to deal with cleaning around the books but um that was a a strange uh suggestion on her part but i do love the fact that she's like and then when i go up the stairs i see my favorite books and they make her happy um speaking of robin she mentioned uh, how they call her Pinky. <laughs> and uh, this was another frustrating part of the show. And I know you feel the same way. Yes, very. So, okay. So on the, la the last time that Robin was on, she mentioned how she went to a party and they didn't have her on the, it, it was a fancy schmance party. They didn't have her name on the list. And so they asked her name and she said, Pinky. And she just made it up. But Allison didn't get that then, apparently. And then even this time, it took such a long time 
for her to understand that no pinky's not really her nickname she just made it up and it was really frustrating me because I want to be like Allison no like because I feel like Robin wasn't answering it properly enough and I, I just wanted to clear it up it was it annoyed me yeah um the part about this that kind of she she mentioned how like they'll call people Trey because they're the third, and I was like, oh yeah, like um, I think in Sex in the City, um, the guy that Charlotte was married to, um, the Twin Peaks guy Kyle McLaughlin, McLaughlin, McLaughlin. Anyway, I think his name was Trey, uh, and his mom was like one of those super waspy, uh, people, and she called him Trey, and and I was just thinking about how like certain people get like you hear a nickname and you're like how fucking stupid but like yeah these people go around calling themselves bunny and pinky and trey and it's like everyone does it nicknames are stupid not like unlike mine you know i have great nicknames of course uh then the other guest who was almost not even on the show it feels like Andrew Hunt finally got to him. Uh, and I just saw not too long ago on the Facebook group, someone said that they didn't really like him on the show because he was like so quiet. And I think partly this is because he's Canadian, but also um, I think, yeah, maybe he's just a little too soft spoken to be on this show because like, or, or maybe it's just over zoom. Maybe he would be better in person, but uh, they talked about how he went viral on TikTok. And the only reason I, I saw this video is because Allison shared it on Instagram. Uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts because you're on TikTok. You're on Instagram. You saw this video. Do you think it's viral worthy? Um, What I liked about it was that we were just listening to that song like that day and the day before and it was like so in my head so it was just so funny that that Allison shared that so like at first I didn't realize that it was Andrew Hunt who had been on her show before I didn't realize why she was sharing it um so I thought it was like kind of random coming from Allison um I guess it was interesting enough but uh but yeah mostly I just liked it because it was just so so funny that we had just listened to that song yeah, same. Um, but then when he was describing it, a couple of things stuck out to me is how he was like saying like, oh, yeah, you know, I thought, you know, if people see this, then they'll click on it and then they'll want to watch. And then I was like, every like 13 year old YouTuber knows that you have to like make your video like th there's like a specific formula on how to keep people engaged and like so it was funny that he was like i'm figuring it out and it's like <laughs> i thought everyone knew this but um i think that has nothing to do with why it went viral i don't understand why it went viral but he said it got like i forget like a million views in a day or something but like compared to the other like super viral shit on tiktok i feel like that's fairly low uh nothing against andrew He's doing much better than me in that department. Uh, well, maybe not in the virus department. But he... Oh, the other thing that stuck out to me is that he said, Brad Pitt was just in this movie, Ad Astra. And I was like, that movie came out a long-ass time ago, didn't it? And so I looked it up. That fucking movie came out in 2019. And he's like, Brad Pitt was just in a movie with an astronaut, a car, whatever. And I was just like, 2019 was not just came out, but I think I thought it was about a, it was about a new movie that was coming out. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> that's why I was like, huh? But then when he said it was Ad Astra, I was like, that shit came out a long time ago. Um, now I'm just nitpicking, and I'm I'm not trying to uh, belittle his achievement. He went viral. God damn it. Then Allison mentioned that she was wearing a hoodie that Daniel hates. <laughs> I mean, talk about grasping at straws for entertainment content but then shockingly this was probably the f only funny part of this episode um she she was talking about this hoodie and uh i forget what daniel said oh yeah if he he's like this jacket and then robin goes now it's a jacket <laughs> oh i was thinking about how he said it, you know if getting rid of old 
things or whatever thing old things that he hates or something like that um anyway that is not what i that because i said the part of that episode that made me lol was robin going no it's a jacket (laughs) yeah not not a lot of humor in this episode um they did another segment that we haven't done in a while deleted tweets and robin mentioned that she's taking a break from social media um, so I, I don't think if she, she from Twitter, from Twitter, it wasn't all social media. No. Cause I just followed her on Instagram and she's posting stories and stuff. I think it's just from Twitter. Oh, okay. I think Allison, Allison should try doing that. Yeah. Twitter is boring. No one's on there anymore. It's like Facebook. <laughs> uh, Allison mentioned that Daniel was admiring the kids Smurf <laughs> toys and said, his nightmare before. It was his Nightmare Before Christmas toys that Daniel was admiring. The kids don't have Smurf toys. It was Daniel that had them. Oh. Oh, he's. Oh, yeah. He said, like, oh, I never had anything this cool when I was a kid. And he had Smurf toys. But then they started talking about them. And I, um, I also had a Smurf. And if I recall, it had a soccer ball. And on its foot, it had, like, a plastic cone that the ball had a hole and it would stick onto that cone. Uh, Did you ever have a Smurf toy? Not really. I think that actually we might have had like, not the one that they're talking about because I think I know that plastic smell that they mean. And I did have toys that had that smell um, such as the mini um, plastic glow worms. They smelled so good. And that plastic smell is, it smells like hose water. And I think I had uh, maybe some of my My Little Ponies smelled like that, or the Sea Ponies anyway. So, like, those were my good plastic toys, was, like, my My Little Ponies, Sea Ponies. Um, I mean, I had Barbies, too, but I was more of, like, a ponies girl. <laughs> You're a pony girl. Okay. Shout out to uh, Genuine. Um, there was more talk of Betty, and because of this... <laughs> Andrew WK was mentioned, and Tony said how, like, oh, my God, his whole shtick is, like, party, party, party. Every song he mentions partying, and at Warp Tour, at the end of the night, when all the bands hung out, he was never there. And he was, like, saying it, like, man, Andrew WK's a real big phony. But what I thought was, yeah, bro, because he fucking left it all out on that stage. He partied his ass off on stage. He's fucking pooped. He's done more partying by the time, you know, by the time they're they're getting off, he he's done more partying on stage than uh, they're going to do the whole week. I don't know who that is, but I thought that that was a funny I was like, "Oh, if I knew who that was, I bet I would really love to to hear like to enjoy that hearing like Tony be like, "He was party." Like, "Ooh." Like they're going to have like a Twitter beef. He's going to be like, no, I do party. And Tony's going to be like, no, you don't. Yeah, it was a real sick burn. But Andrew WK's music, not good. Who is that? He, we've had this discussion before. He has like one hit song. Yeah. And it was like in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was not good. But now he's only famous to me because he's Kat Denning's husband. I re- okay, I remember talking about that now. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Andrew WK sucks. Um, I know what he looks like. <laughs> um, then they did Hey Go Fuck Yourself on the Thursday show as well. Andrew gave himself the Hey Go Fuck Yourself. <laughs> so Canadian. And he recounted his exchange with someone on the street. And they were trying to tell him he had a hornet on his mask. And he uh, got them with a real sick burn saying, uh, you are talking about how I'm dressed, but you look like Dennis the Menace. And I was just like, what a fucking Canadian thing to say. Yeah, definitely. And uh, good on Andrew for telling himself, hey, go fuck yourself, because uh, he had a goddamn hornet on his face. Uh, Robin, what have you bed up to? Oh, she said, hey, go fuck yourself to someone who said, what have you been up to aside from eating? And <gasps> oh, I mean, how, how do you say something like that? 
Yeah, they said it to her friend, and she was there, and oh, man, what a hurtful thing to say. I don't understand how people say shitty things like that and just think that, that it's okay, but at least... Um, and and then I'm I feel like I'm bad too because I feel like if someone said something like that to me, like I probably wouldn't want to make them feel bad. So I would maybe laugh it off and then cry later. But it's good that the person didn't just laugh it off and maybe this whoever this fuckhead <laughs> was that said it, maybe they won't say something horrible like that to someone in the future. Yeah, and I think she said that the guy like later told them like I'm so sorry, like that was fucked up of me to say. But uh, yeah, what a what a flub! Really put his foot in his mouth. Daniel said, "Hey, go fuck yourself" to the mirror in their bedroom because he says he has to take like three steps to the bathroom, and the whole time he can see himself in this like full length mirror. Um, hey, we can all relate. Uh, but uh, Lisa only has to worry about the mirrors on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that and, uh, well, she can't see herself in them anyway because she's a vampire. Um, uh, I think all we have left is the J. Mo's. And let's see. Uh, David, David Wilde, that is, said that the animals are tired of us, <laughs> that like during COVID, you'd be, because no one was on the streets, like the animals would like kind of explore further out and then you'd like wander into a coyote and be like, oh, wow. The coyote would be like, oh, wow, look at that guy. And then, but he said, now they're sick of us. Yeah, I don't totally get it, but I do think that they are sick of us. Um, For example, that turtle today who would not let us check him out, even though we were super far away. Yeah, they they fucking hate us. (laughs) Phil's J-Mo, that he cannot sit and watch TV without eating all of the (laughs) chips in the house. And I was like, oh, brother. (laughs) Philip. I don't know. It's relatable. Uh, And also, like, he's so skinny. You You don't picture him laying around eating chips. I guess, you know, when he's not running all over the place traveling for his show, he's gotta, he's gotta build up his, his reserves. It's, he needs those chips, I think. (laughs) um yeah definitely not a uh not a good jmo um (laughs) oh and uh i guess that was it for the jmos but i forgot to mention another restaurant that came up they mentioned that pinks uh is when phil ate david wilde under the table (laughs) and um pinks is a place that i have been and I went because I used to deliver to them. Um, so one time I was nearby and I was like, oh, they open at this time. I'm going right when they open. So there was no line because Pink's is one of those places that they have a line all the fucking time. But I was like the first one in. I got my fucking whatever hot dog. It was good. It was That's fine. Nice. Yeah. But nothing special nothing to write home about nothing to stand in line for for 20 minutes or whatever um but yeah he said that the the lady at pink's like her phone case is a hot dog case her her (laughs) t-shirt is a hot dog t-shirt or whatever everything um yeah i don't know two well a monday show that was good and a thursday show that was just fine do you have any final thoughts no me either on that note we will see you next week oh shit we forgot to do our special oh, segment we try? i mean it's prime time over there let's yeah. uh let's give it a goog uh, give me one sec oh my god let's uh just boop boop boo why the fuck is this phone not doing what i want it to Ah, let's see. Lobster? 
Maggie Poo, you are live on the pod. Hi. Oh, really? Am I really? Yes. It's why else? Me. Why else would I be holding a microphone and FaceTiming you? How are you doing? Um, I am okay. I am editing like a fiend, like a Hollywood busy type would. Um. I don't see her. Hi. Yeah. Where is she? Oh, oh, hi! There's Mouse! And Jess! Oh! <laughs> she's the cutest! Uh, yes, I am hosting this week and I'm phoning it in. <laughs> and I wanted to get a very quick update because on the last time you were on oh, with, yeah. with Trice and Leanne, you mentioned, uh, hey, if any BFF people out there want to come... Come on out. So we want to know, did you get any responses? No. <gasps> okay. Are, ha, are you inviting Allison? Yeah. Is she coming? Oh. <gasps> Lie and say yes, and then the RSVPs oh, yeah. will pour in. I don't have her address, so I just sent it to that um, P.O. box that she has. Okay. So she's never getting that. She usually doesn't check it regularly, but if she doesn't respond at a certain point, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, by the way," because I know for I know for a fact that she gets notified when she gets mail there because I just brought something like in person there um, at some point, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, she'll get a notification." So I'm like, "Okay." Oh, okay. So I know that she knows something is there if she doesn't come uh, get it for and i think i told her in the last little live stream thing the party face zoom party but yeah why isn't anyone asking to come to my wedding this is rude i know i'm gonna be there i, I can't wait lauren's gonna be there it's probably because they're homophobes <laughs> it very well could be and that's what i'll assume oh if you're a bff and you don't come you hate the gays All right, I'm going to end this episode, and then if you want, we can just chat for a quick little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I've known a few guys who thought they were smart but you've got me red down to an ud you think you're a genius you drive me up the wall you're a regular original know it all oh, oh you think you're special oh, oh you think you're something else okay so you're a rocket scientist that don't impress me much Now don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're alright But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night That don't impress me much I never knew a guy who carried a mirror in his pocket And a comb up his sleeve Just in case and all that extra whole gel in your hair fall out of place oh, oh you think you're special oh, oh you think it's something else okay so you're brad pitt that don't impress me much
dig out my shoes before you let me get in. I can't believe you kiss your car goodnight. Now come on, baby, tell me that you must be joking, right? Okay, so you've got a car. That don't impress me much. Blood.